What's up, everyone? This is Rich with the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host and the only one today as Scott is still traveling back from attending this weekend's matchup in Arizona. Very jealous of the guy because he gets to travel freely to all these away games um, with no care in the world. But, you know, somebody's got to be out there for us. What a game. An easy one for us to open up this season, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, as always, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure we keep you updated on all Chiefs news. So getting straight into the details of this weekend's matchup versus the Arizona Cardinals. Go over some box score numbers overall for both teams. On the Chiefs side, total net yards, they had 488 yards to Arizona's 282. The Chiefs had 128 on the ground and 360 in the air, while the Cardinals had 282 total, 103 on the ground with 179 in the air. Some of the other important numbers that we always like to talk about is um, the sacks. So no sacks given up by the Chiefs, and the Cardinals gave up the three. Scoreline, of course, was Chiefs 44, Cardinals 21. And getting straight into some of the individual numbers for this matchup, um, Patrick Mahomes is great, right? Was 30 out of 39, five touchdowns and no interceptions with a quarterback rating of 144.2. Kyle Murray's numbers were, were 22 for 22 out of 34, 193 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, two sacks. Trey McSorley also got some uh, reps there at the end, and he also took a sack. But Murray was a quarterback rating of 99.3. On the ground for the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie out of Rutgers, the seventh-round pick, led the way with 12 attempts for 62 yards with an average of 5.17 and a touchdown. So pretty good debut for the rookie from Rutgers. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a good game on the ground, um, was even better catching the ball, very light work for him. But he had seven attempts for 42 yards, an average of six yards per carry. Um, no touchdowns on the ground, but he did have some from a receiving perspective. And then from a rushing perspective for the Cardinals, we'll go over high level and really just talk about the two guys that carry the ball the most. And Colin Murray, he was five for 29 yards and no touchdowns. And then James Conner had 10 carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown for them. Receiving last for the Chiefs, these numbers are great. And this is something we'll talk about in much more detail later on. Travis Kelsey led the way with eight receptions, 121 yards, another 100-yard game. Um, so we'll see how long that streak continues, hopefully, all season. On his way to another consecutive 1,000-yard yard receiving season. But he also had a touchdown. And then Juju Smith-Schuster um, had six catches for 79 yards while... A few others had maybe not a high amount of receptions, but definitely impactful. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire, as I mentioned earlier, had three receptions for 32 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, we did that old Andy Reid special where we fake the run and then, you know, one of the players comes underneath and Patrick tossed one to Clyde for a touchdown. 
Michael Hardman also had three receptions for 16 yards and one touchdown, right? Yeah, had one there at the goal line, um, just on a quick route that he caught there. Jared McKinnon, sorry, uh, Joe Forst, Jody Forston also had a touchdown, right, in his return from his ACL injury from last year. So overall, just a really good day on offense. The offense was able to move the ball freely, uh, but can't get too excited there. Let me recap the uh, the top guys for the Cardinals. So Greg Dortch, one of the new wide receivers since Hopkins is out, um, was their leader with seven receptions, 650 yards. Um, they're, they scored two touchdowns, I would say, arguably in what's labeled as garbage time by Hollywood Brown. He had four receptions for 43 yards. He's one of the ones that scored a touchdown. And then Zach Ertz got one also late in the game as well. So that's what it looked like from an offensive perspective on both sides. Defensively, from a tackles perspective, Nick Bolton led the way with nine, as you would expect. Legereus Sneed had eight. Um, his numbers are always high, you know, with how much Spagnuolo moves him around. He's always around the ball. And Legereus also had a sack as well and a nice um, blitz off the edge. So um, I'll say other ones that had uh, were, were up there in tackles were Rashad Fenton and Carlos Dunlap. Rashad had four. Carlos had three. Other players to uh, get sacks were Tashawn Warden, and there's one more, which I cannot remember off the top of my head. So yeah, we have the one with Legereus Need, and then the one with Tashawn Warden. So um, those are the two sacks that we have on Kyler Murray. From an Arizona perspective, um, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson led the way. Buda had seven tackles solo, six uh, six assisted, and then Jalen had nine solo as well. In the kicking game, Harrison Butker was four for four on extra points and also hit a uh, 54 yard field goal. So. Um, he was as money as can be despite rolling his ankle on uh, one of the kickoffs and being out for a little bit where we got to see Justin Reed um, come in and do kickoffs and also take some extra points. Matt Prater was one for one on extra points for the Cardinals. So again, right overall, the score was 44 to 21. I would say it was a, an easier day at the office. I understand that nothing is easy in the NFL, but the Chiefs definitely made it look that way. And as, as you know, we know Andy Reid is a classic guy and definitely tell that he probably took his foot off the pedal um, a little bit later in the game, right? And the Chiefs did arguably what they wanted on offense. One of the things that I was looking forward to checking out or understanding what was going to happen is what was the target distribution going to be be like? Nine players on offense caught a pass, right? So um, we know that Andy Reid is a, is a great play designer, and he's always looking to distribute the ball to whoever is open in the best possible situation. And obviously that is the the thought process for any offensive coordinator. But, um, you know, nine players caught a pass, and it was everywhere. Just everything looked so smooth. It really honestly looked like a, um, you know, that preseason game where the starters – are 
that third preseason game when we used to have four, um, and they really got as much reps as can be, and it was just anything they wanted to do out there. Patrick was amazing in every aspect, despite the fact that he seemed to have damaged his left hand, um, which is something to follow, right? We saw him handing off the ball with the uh, wrong hand because he was really only using one. So positive there is it is his non-throwing hand. Um, the negative is, you know, anytime your quarterback or a quarterback in the NFL or any level has a hand that is hurt, um, it's always something to follow. So we'll see how that goes, see if it bothers him. But, you know, as long as it's not as throwing in, he should be good to go, right? But again, main thing for me was looking at the target distribution. And, of course, Kelsey is still the top man. He should be. He's the best tight end in the game, arguably, you know, one of the best all-time um, if not the best all-time with the numbers he's put up. And so you have to get in the ball. And he got the ball, opened up the the scoring count for the Chiefs, and, you know, was in typical Travis Kelsey form. Juju Smith, I think everyone thought that he would be the, let's say, the second target, right, the number one wide receiver, and he proved that. Um, despite having a um, a fumble that is different, right? And so – and he was running, that ball was just moving around. But the Cardinals did a great job of stripping it as they got a hand right on the ball. So um, I, I'm very confident that's something that will get corrected and be a little bit more mindful whenever he is in traffic, as that's one thing he's going to be doing a lot of. But again, just the target distribution was really, really nice on offense. Defensive line looked clean. Um, you know, there are people that are going to talk about, well, the Cardinals were missing J.J. Watt. They no longer have Chandler Jones. Marcus Golden was in the backfield a few times. Um, you know, and and Patrick's ability to escape pressure is top line. So it is what it is, right? Sacks, none of them happened for the Chiefs. The line did their job. You always want to have a goose egg from a sack perspective on from your offensive line. So overall, the offense just looked as nice as it can be um, versus an opponent like the Arizona Cardinals, who have a lot of speed on defense, but still very young. Um, and it seems like it's a team that just they need to get healthy in order to compete at that level, right? I think this is a year for them to make that jump to be a legit contender, not just a playoff team. Defensively, the good um, was that we we looked faster. The Chiefs definitely looked fast. Um, you know, again, you could say the Cardinals didn't really test them too much, but the Chiefs looked fast, which is what the whole point of this offseason was, is to get younger, get faster, and be more physical. Plenty of times where Nick Bolton is there blowing things up. I remember one where Willie Gay um, probably even hit his own. You know, he had some friendly fire. Uh, Willie Gay hit one of his own teammates there um, just from how fast they're moving around. Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill looking like a soccer goalkeeper with an amazing pass, diving pass breakup um, towards the sideline. So overall, just really, really nice to see a defense that moves fast, um, is going to keep learning how to be physical, you know, where to be, how to make plays, so on and so forth. George Kozlaftis also looked good. Didn't get a sack, um, but definitely created, you know, some some good amount of pressure and just looked good in his first true NFL game. There was one where he put um, the Cardinals' uh, left tackle on skates, and it was just nice to see that explosiveness from one of our defensive ends. Frank Clark also blow, um, busted through on one and wasn't able to get pressure in the backfield. Sorry, wasn't able to get a tackle for loss or a sack in the backfield, but created a ton of pressure in the backfield. Special teams-wise, we saw um, Sky Moore back there. And, you know, anytime that he touched the bar, did a good job of getting positive yardage. We talked about Harrison Bucker's injury 
on a kickoff where he slipped. Looks to have literally just slipped on the turf, on the grass, I should say, and uh, rolled his ankle a little bit. Justin Reed came in and um, you know, helped him out on some extra points, even though he did miss one. Um, but it looks like Butker will be okay. She probably has to ice it and uh, take care of it. He was still clutch. He was still perfect in every aspect. So overall, like I said, just a very clean game from the Chiefs. You know, looking at my notes, I, I called it the third preseason game where you're trying to execute as much as you can with the full team, um, get some guys some reps. Um, you know, we had, um, of course, Jody Fortson back, and it was nice to see him. The first time we've seen Juju Smith-Schuster Smith in a full game. Same with uh, MVS. And, you know, what does Harmon's, what does McCall Harmon's new role look like? So, um, that's the overall for me is just really clean game. Reed's play calling was brilliant. It looks like, um, you know, the 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 minds between Nagy, Biennemi, and Andy Reed is just they're cooking up plays right and left where people are always open. And now the fact that you have to account for more than just two options, you can literally go down. I mean, I said nine people had targets, but you could literally go down and think there's four or five guys that can legitimately do damage on any catch on the Chiefs, that's amazing. So um, it looks more and more like a Texas Tech offense with it just being air raid. But then, of course, you still got that West Coast spread concept that Andy Reid brings in with running the ball and play action. Um, and overall, right, of course, there's always the Chiefs bias being a Chiefs fan. But the team just looked really, really good and handled the Arizona Cardinals in their current status, how they should have handled them, right? I think 44 to 21 is a lying score. The game was nowhere near half. Um, you know, it could have been 60s for the Chiefs. And in reality, if the Chiefs keep it up and keep playing good defense, um, you know, maybe they don't give up 14 points. Or I shouldn't say good defense. Maybe there's not so much an emphasis on dialing back. They don't give up 14 points there in the fourth quarter. And this game was really 44 to 7. Um, so um, on offensive line, Again, no sacks. That's always important. Keep your quarterback as clean, even though Patrick did take some hits. That's just his game, right? There are times where he makes plays, he makes things happen. Um, so really, at the end of the day, I call it we handled business. The Chiefs handled business the way they should have. This is the same way that when you watch a college football game and Bama is playing Utah State, they take care of them the way they do, right? And that might be a little bit disrespectful towards the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but, you know, their situation was they had a ton of their starters and impactful players hurt and Hopkins, Watt, and even losing Rondell Moore, they're a little bit closer to the to the start of the game um, a few days prior. So um, it is what it is, right? You can only play whatever's in front of you and the Chiefs handled business. So they look really, really nice. Um, and I'm glad they kind of dialed it back a bit before showing their cards too much for the Chargers to study. The big thing um, now coming up is how, what do injuries look like, right? So we talked about Patrick's hand. We also talked about Butker and what does his ankle look like? You know, that's a situation to monitor. Um, but the biggest one I think so far is what we are discovering now is uh, Trent McDuffie. So the news broke today that Trent McDuffie, our first round draft pick, first round draft pick corner, 
out of Washington um, was placed on IR and will be out uh, a few weeks. So that's a situation to follow, right? Because what do the Chiefs do there with who they pick up? Uh, sorry, not even who they pick up, but as in who will really step in and fill that void um, by technically our number one corner. So that situation um, is a nice one, right? Because um, from a from a social perspective, it's a nice one to follow, right? It's not nice that it happened. Um, but yeah, so McDuffie will miss a minimum of four games. So let's say the Chargers, the Colts, Bucks, and the Raiders um, before he can be activated. Um, and a cool little stat, right, is so he had 21 coverage snaps and didn't allow a single pass into his coverage. So from a lockdown perspective, he did his job. So, again, that's just a situation to follow there um, with Trent McDuffie's injured hamstring on what, happen on what happens next there. So that's probably the biggest one. I mean, you know, r reports are coming out today um, that, that Mahomes' hand is okay. That his left hand is okay. There's there's nothing um, bigger to it, so we'll follow that um, throughout the week, and that's something we'll obviously be able to see in Thursday's matchup since we are on a short week. So really, from you know a post game recap, um, it was a clean game. It's an easy episode for me because there's a lot of good, not too much bad to talk to. I know when the coaches review the film with the players, they probably have a, a lot more to look into, which. That makes sense. That's their profession, so on and so forth. Um, but we're on a short week, right, being uh, the the 3.30 game on Sunday, playing Thursday night um, with the home opener versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego Chargers again. Um, on Amazon Prime's first game with their new NFL contract. So that'll be a big one. Um, it's a division game. It's the, it's the first home you know it's the first game at home it's a division game versus an opponent and an opponent that's you know supposedly getting better and supposed to be a legit threat to win the AFC West and maybe even go deep in the AFC um but you know they've got to beat big brother right and we're big brother now um like I said the Chiefs look as good as they can be they're always fun games but you know I'm always for um it being an easy game for the Chiefs like I said I I loved what I saw in this first game and it's something that I hope we continue into Thursday's matchup. So later on this week, Scott and I will get together to talk Chiefs Chargers home opener um, and, you know, maybe some of the, the stuff that's supposedly happening pregame that's supposed to make it, you know, a, a big time experience um, since it's the first home opener on Amazon Prime. So we will be back later this week to preview this Thursday's matchup versus the Chargers. So until then, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. Keep you up to date on all Chiefs news 24-7. That's it for me today. And go Chiefs.